Hey y'all, welcome to Lavish Hospitality. My name is Kim Campbell and welcome to my table. It has been a little busy here this fall, but I am thankful for a Wednesday afternoon before Carline to sit here and talk to you. Um, let me first just share a little bit about what's going on in our world. I just got back from a um, overnight trip to Florida with my now 10-year-old. We decided, or I say we decided, I gave the idea to my husband a few years ago to um, let me have the 10-year-old trips and he can do the 13-year-old trips and that would be their birthday present. So um, Elijah is our now 10-year-old and he wanted to go to the zoo so we've been to the Atlanta Zoo and the Little Rock Zoo. We haven't been to the zoo in North Carolina, so maybe that'll happen sometime. But we went to the Jacksonville Zoo, which is in Jacksonville, Florida. And I had never been there, so it was really fun for me to get to do something new in my home state. We also um, had dinner with a friend of mine and her son, who um, is a teenager, and just wanted to have them come along to I mean, just have fun with us, but also to share some advice into Elijah's life as he turns a decade of how to, how to live for God as a boy in public schools or a boy in just life in general. So we had fun with that conversation at Maggiano's and... Um, Elijah definitely loved the apple crostata and the fettuccine Alfredo. I loved the club salad and um, some of the fettuccine Alfredo. Then we stayed at a hotel and it was a really good Marriott. We are Marriott people and um, have been since our honeymoon. So we just earn points and use points and um, get free stays. So we always know we'll have someplace good to stay when we travel, as long as there is a Marriott in the area. Um, so we did that. And then we went to church at First Baptist Church of Jacksonville, where my friend is the pastor. And I know some other people on staff and just to go to um, church there. And I had not been there either. So that was another fun first for me. And then to end the trip, we stopped by Big Talbot Island State Park which is in between Amelia Island and Fernandina Beach um, in northeast Florida. And um, it was a pretty drive out. There was a pretty day. And a, if you like Driftwood Beach and Jekyll Island, you would like Big Talbot Island, just a little more secluded. Um, there are actually quite a few people there that day. And um, just a really fun way to take some 10-year-old pictures and um, just definitely see the beach before we drove home. So that was what I did this past weekend. And now we're um, just cranking out some charcuterie events this week and studying for quizzes and um, working, just, just plugging along, right? Um, get my list done at the beginning of every day and, and just do it. And if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done and we move it to the next day. Because life is more important than your to-do list. And I 
I am not driven by my to-do list. I'm very thankful. Um, sometimes I'm probably a little lazy about it, but um, I have come to know that some days just do not go according to plan. Or um, when you have an autoimmune disorder, which I do, some days you just wake up and you're tired and you need to rest. And I have learned to listen to my body well over the last four or five years. And I know that if I push my body too hard um, with stuff, then it, it won't be good for me. I will crash at some point. So I have learned to rest and to walk in the mornings. That's always just a huge benefit to my life is getting my walk in at the river. And then sometimes I exercise on top of that uh, with weights or hit training. Sometimes I don't. Again, I listen to my body. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we are. October is soon upon us. And I've got a busy month. The, the symphony here in Augusta starts. So my husband and I will be going to that. Give me an opportunity to dress up, which man, um, I never get to do that anymore. So it'll be super fun. I found a really sweet dress on Amazon. And yeah, I know that Amazon, you can get it sent right to your door. Um, so that was good. And then we'll celebrate our 11 year anniversary in October. And then a few days after that, my other son turns nine. Yes, you're right. They are 12 and a half months apart. And then fall break is in there. I don't know what we're doing for that. We may seriously just chill around the house, go to the park with the dog, something like that. And then my husband and I get to get to head to Greenville to celebrate our anniversary. Um, thankful for friends and just a time away where we can just veg and do nothing. We're actually going up there the weekend of fall for Greenville, which is a huge event in downtown Greenville. But we're getting there with only a few more hours left in that. And that's really not why we're going. We're going to eat good food and chill at the Westin, which I found out was Tyler Florence's favorite um, place to stay in Greenville. And it's really gorgeous. I've walked through the lobby before, but never stayed there. So it's right on the main street in downtown Greenville. And we'll go pick apples and Stop by a cidery, so it will be just a fun, really 36-hour getaway, mostly while our boys are in school. So super thankful for that and want to tell you about a fun, helpful, encouraging Bible study online conference that I have gotten to be a part of. It goes live next month, August, I mean um, October, going backwards here. Um, it is called the Sojo Accelerator Course. Um, Sojo is the name, Sojo Society. You can find that. And um, it's, it's really fun getting to know people. I had Jen Evangelista, who is part of the um, duo, Araba Joy, AJ, and Jen, do the Sojo Society. And it's just a tool to help women um, learn how to learn the Bible, read the Bible, know Jesus, all that good stuff. So when I was doing more blogging, 
I um, interviewed Jen Evangelista just on creativity stuff. I'll actually stick that blog post in the show notes. And um, yeah, so we met and then come to find out we did this together too. I was so thankful that she she asked me to do that. Um, so the accelerator course is coming up. It's kind of like a boot camp. I mean, it's kind of like a boot camp and it's going to walk you through some teaching of the Bible with great Bible teachers. I know Katie Orr is one of those. Um, and then it'll walk you through some Bible disciplines. So Bible intake, prayer, all these things, like there's several more that are on there and you get to be a part of that. It's going to be live via Zoom and it's going to be some handouts. There's going to be teaching and they asked me to do one on Bible intake. And you may think, well, just read the Bible. Well, if you just say, hey, read the Bible, then it may, I mean, you may get bored with it. It may fizzle out as a discipline in your life. So I came up with eight ways or eight ideas for Bible intake. And I am not talking about that today. You can find that. I'm going to link in the show notes where you can go to sign up for a free resource, but also where to find information on the Sojo Accelerator course. Spiritual Growth Accelerator, I do believe is the name of it. But what I wanted to talk about today is one of those things. I kind of kept it really short in the Bible intake seminar that you'll listen to. I'm also going to link a show, their podcast, in the show notes, and it'll give you a snippet of the conversation that I had, and um, they graciously put it on their podcast this week. But I wanted to talk about a deep dive Bible study. Now, I know some of you may not be teachers of the word. You may not even do really like deep Bible study, but maybe you want to. And you're like, I have no clue where to start. Well, this is your podcast. If you want to go deeper in the word of God, then this is your podcast because I am going to give you some of my favorite tools. Um, I'm going to link in the show notes those tools. You don't have to write them down. You can just print out the show notes. You can look at those. You can just click on them and it'll take you right over to Amazon. Um, so are you ready? You ready to get going? Okay. These are my Bible study helps. First, to study the word, you have to read the word. I mean, you can read it, you can listen to it, but read it. I know it, I know it sounds crazy, but the best thing I can do for myself, um, is to read the word of God. I was reading one of the Psalms this morning that will go out later um, for the podcast. And it just said, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, the Lord said, the Lord said, it was just every verse. I was like, oh, I'm so grateful that the Lord speaks to us. The Lord speaks to his children. Um, Another thing I want to encourage you with is to know and read the bigger context. So I am teaching Galatians in my home. We are in our second week and last week went really well, 
But one of the things I asked the ladies to do is to read the book of Galatians. Galatians is only six chapters. It does not take very long to read or listen to. Listen to it on your walk. Listen to it while you're doing the dishes. But reading the entire book of Galatians, if you're studying a portion of Galatians, will really help you know what the bigger context of the book is. Now, I know it's harder to do. Say you're say you're teaching or studying or reading a psalm, and you're like, I'm not going to go read all 150 psalms just so I know the greater context of this one. I understand that. But say you're doing three or four verses of a psalm. Well, go ahead and read the entire psalm. Read the psalm before and after it. That may help you with some context um, clues that will help you study the word accurately. Because that is primarily what we want to do when coming to deep Bible study. We want to know God and to know God accurately. We want to get the word right so we can rightly know God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so these are some tools that I use to do a deep dive. And I mean like getting in there, diagramming sentences, looking up Greek words, looking up definitions. What tense is it in? Is it first person? Is it third person? What is he talking about? What does he say about God? Like, All these things. That's what I'm talking about. So um, one thing really is not a tool. It's what I do. Is I ask questions of the text. I have these crossway journaling Bibles. They're just like the book with writing on the word of God on the left side with blank pages on the right side. And I've loved it. And in my Matthew one on the back, I have written out a gazillion questions. I mean, literally, there's probably 30 or 40 questions that I ask of the text, or I subconsciously ask and know the answer to as a person who has studied the Bible for a little bit. Um, So some of those I already know the answer to, and I don't really have to ask them, but the answer is already there. Um. Like when, when I ask who is the author of Matthew or who is the author of Galatians, I typically don't have to ask myself that of a Pauline letter because I know which of the letters belong to Paul, um, stuff like that. So some of it will just be, be memory. I mean, what you know. So, but I always ask questions. I want to ask questions like, who is he talking to? Um, When was it written? What was going on right then? That is like the biggest thing you can do to get the word right is to know the context. And okay, well, how are you going to know the context of scripture? Well, these um, next two um, resources that I'm going to tell you about will help you know the context. One of those is the ESV study Bible. And This podcast is not sponsored by Crossway, even though I love Crossway. And actually, I'm going to tell you about a couple Crossway books. Um, But it really could be because one of these, I'm a book reviewer for Crossway, and they sent me one of the books that I'll be talking about. And I can't wait to share it with you. But the ESV Study Bible has been the biggest resource to me when it comes to studying the Bible. 
It has cross-references. It has notes. It has maps. It has beginning of the book introductions, like what was going on, when was it written, who was it written to, what was going on in the culture, stuff like that. All the things to help you get the context right. The ESV Study Bible you can get in paperback, hardback, or leather, and you can also get it online. Now, I'm sitting here looking at my library, and um, I like my library, and I like the ESV Study Bible online, but mostly I use it in a hardback book that sits on my desk, especially when I'm doing a lot of Bible study prep. The next one is a great tool. It is all online. So see, I do hit both online and hardback um, is Blue Letter Bible. Now here's what I use Blue Letter Bible for. I primarily use it for two things. I use it for what is the Greek and Hebrew word or Greek or Hebrew? What was the original language of this text? There's some Greek I can read because I took all of like four weeks of it at two different times in seminary. Um, and just, I am not a language person. So I am very grateful that my div- Master Divinity degree did not have to include uh, languages. I am very thankful for David Black and Chris Cowan, who both tried to teach me Greek. And I'm very, very thankful for Blue Letter Bible, who will do the hard work for me. So I use it for knowing the original languages, and I use it for the Matthew Henry commentary. As my husband says, no matter what book of the Bible or verse of the Bible that Matthew Henry is writing on, you can guarantee that it's going to say something that you'll get something out of it. So always Go there and see what Matthew Henry had to say. Okay, so literary tools. I have two of them. You may be thinking, what's a literary tool and why do you need it to study the Bible? Well, the Bible is a book. And you always want to come to the Bible knowing that it is a book and it had an author, a human author, and God as its main primary author who used men of God to write down his words. But it's a book. So you have historical books, you have uh, poetry books, you have wisdom books, you have narrative, you have letters. All these are types of literary constructs. So you're not going to read poetry like you would a letter. You're not going to read historical like you would prophecy. So being able to know the differences in those and why those are important are very helpful when coming to study the Bible. Okay, so I told you that I was a Crossway book reviewer, and I did it a while ago um, when I was writing curriculum, and then um, I'm doing it now again, which I am grateful, grateful, grateful for Crossway. Um, Okay, the book I'm telling you about is a new book by them. I'm going to, again, link it in the show notes. But it is called The Beauty and Power of Biblical Exposition. Please don't let that scare you. Um, you don't have to be a preacher to, to know that this book is helpful. So it is written by Douglas Sean O'Donnell and Leland Riken. And anytime I see the name Leland Riken or Phil Riken, I'm going to pick up the book because I have come to trust what they have to say. Leland Riken is um, 
Okay. He's a professor of English or he used to be. Um, I mean, English is like his first primary area of study. And so when it comes to knowing how to read the Bible, I want someone who knows how to read literature. And that's what he does well. And he weaves that into to biblical knowledge so well. So what this book does is it takes you through um, all the, the uh, types of the Bible. You get narrative, parables, epistles, poetry, proverbs, and visionary writings or prophetic literature. And it's where, where this is helpful is if you are preparing to teach something in the Psalms, like I wouldn't sit down and read this book cover to cover, but it is a helpful tool to come to if I'm teaching, like I'm teaching on Jonah in a few weeks and I'm going to come to the, um, probably the preaching narrative and the preaching visionary writings and read both of those in light of how can I better study and teach the genres that is Jonah, the genre that is Jonah. Um, so it is readable. And more importantly than that, it is done by two people who know how to preach the word and know the word as a, as a body of literature, as a piece of literature. So go pick that up. Again, it's the beauty and power of biblical exposition and your Bible study and your teaching ministry will be greatly helped by that. Another tool I use that I think is probably a little bit more lay people oriented is Literarily by Christy Anya Buile. Years ago, I met Christy and she has been a great resource to me, a great friend to me, someone who has taught me a lot through Simeon Trust. Um, but I think we met before that, but she's got a podcast on mine. I'll link to that in the show notes. You can go listen to it. It's one of my most listened to podcasts and her latest book is called Literarily. And you're going to want it short chapters on how to know what the genre of the book is and how to study it accordingly. So I'm going to come when I'm looking at teaching something or deep diving a Bible study, I'm going to come and look at those first. Okay, then I'm going to hit up some theological books. I'm going to hit up James Hamilton on um, judgment, salvation of God through judgment. That is a Bible long book. Like it covers all the Bible and it talks about how God saves his people through judgment. And it's such an interesting read. And I will basically listen to anything Jim Hamilton uh, preaches as well. He was on Nancy Guthrie's podcast and that's another tool that I'll come back to. But he is a Southern Seminary professor. And then he also is pastor of Kenwood Baptist there in Louisville. Um, another one I'm going to come to, especially if I don't know a theological topic, I'm going to come to Wayne Grudem's Bible Doctrines. There are three level of, three levels of Wayne Grudem's theologies or doctrinal books. There's his systematic theology, which is a doorstop, and that's who my husband used in seminary. 
Um, and then there's Bible doctrines, which is slightly less thick and slightly less heady. And then there is um, 20 questions or 20 topics. So I love that Bible doctrines book. I've taught through it before to college students, and I use it as my go-to in in theological discussion of when I want to know something. And then also Tom Schreiner has his New Testament theology. And I love that book. Um, Super helpful to me to know what's going on. um, What do these writers think on the whole? That's going to help me come from a 10,000 view, 10,000 foot view of the passage I'm studying. Okay. If I know I'm teaching Jonah in a couple weeks, so this is a great example. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Help Me Teach the Bible, which is a podcast by Nancy Guthrie. Um, It's on the Gospel Coalition. I do believe it's also sponsored by Crossway. Um, But she's going to have, she's done all the books of the Bible. So I'm going to go listen to who she has and what he has to say about the book of Jonah. Because that's going to give me a 45 minute, I can listen to it while I'm walking, 45 minutes to an hour talk on the whole book. So that saves me some time, but also is super helpful. And man, I mean, every time I teach something, that is where I go almost first. Because I want to be able to get my mind around what's going on in this book, in this passage, in this verse. Um, I'm going to outline it. I'm going to outline this passage. I want to know how does the author break up these verses, especially if it's a longer passage. And you know, I don't use anything crazy. I use five by seven cards. That has been the greatest tool to me so far this fall is I just bought a pack of five by seven note cards. I can use them as bookmarks and books if I'm studying a particular thing, or I can write notes and then, or write detailed outlines on those. And I'm definitely a pen and ink person first, and then I'll go and stick it into a document on my, um, on my computer. But Those are some of my most important tools that I use when I'm doing a deep dive of the Word of God. I would love to answer any questions. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Well, send me a message. Find me on Instagram. Um, Let me help you. It's one of my joys is to help women study the Bible. Yeah, would love to. So that is really all I have for you this week. So I'm not going to drag it out. So come on, if you're listening to this and you've listened to it before, I would love it if you would head over to your podcast player and leave me a review and help other people. I would love it if you would share this with your friends. Um, Share this to maybe the women's ministries director at your church um, as maybe a training tool for some women teachers or whatever, or just maybe you, you just like it and you want to share it with your friends on Facebook, go for it. That would bless me a lot. And we will be back next week with another podcast. So I will talk to y'all later. Thanks so much.